Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to It's Become a Whole Thing, a podcast that takes a highbrow look at the lowbrow trash we love. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and each week we'll tap into the cultural zeitgeist by looking at the best and worst moments of TV history. Because here, we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. All right, we're back with Sammy P. Uh, Sometimes before we open up the mic before we hit play we kind of like try to get our energy up but I feel like we were just looking at each other and like both trying to not puke yeah I feel I I, this wasn't what I was expecting I don't know what I was expecting from the finale I thought there'd be more like hooting and hollering done by me but I was in quite a somber silence for most of it um I cried re-watching it just now uh yeah I feel sick I feel sad I might cry during this recording but that's okay this is what we're bringing you we're bringing you our real raw emotions unedited uncut just raw dogging it right into your ears yeah yeah I mean it's it's so hard to like remember that this is real (laughs) every now and again (laughs) well even I mean I feel like even the cast is feeling that way I was watching Katie's stories and she was like that's the this was the best episode of reality tv I've ever seen about this episode yeah oh god really i i I felt the same way i thought it was just i'm not talking about people getting hurt and how i feel about that i'm just saying in terms of how it was produced and how things came full circle from a decade ago i think it was the best episode of tv i've ever seen oh okay ma'am well i look forward to you taking the lead on this um, I know you said you immediately rewatched it as soon as it finished airing. Uh, so 
that's an interesting perspective. <laughs> because because you had people to watch this with. I was alone, all alone in a dark hidey hole, and I had no one to process it with. And so all I was left to do was just either stare into the silence or just hit play again. Yeah. I was frozen in time. So watch it with your parasocial friends on the show. Let's go through this again, friends. <laughs> let's let's take it from the top. That was me. <laughs> and now again. Yeah. <laughs> One more time. No, now and now I finally get to interact with another human and process. So thank you for that. And that includes you listeners. We're roping you into this collective group therapy session that we're hosting today. So I think we should just get into it. As Ariana said, no lube, no, not even spit. (laughs) No, no, not nothing. Just straight in there. Um, Okay. I just need to, I will say one thing first. Um, We have been joking about this it's like everything that we say ironically I feel like somehow turns out true but all the quantum leap coaching girlies that we've been laughing at we've been wondering if maybe there's truth to what they've been what they've been presenting the work they've been doing and in this episode I watched all of the women one by one ascend into into the light so yeah Maybe there's something there. All right, let's let's get it right. I mean, right some there. more than fucking others, okay? Oh, like <laughs> Yeah. Actually, no, only some of them and some of them are traitors. We're going to put a pin in that, okay? We're we're already getting heated. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so, we started off incredible horror music. I want Bravo to keep going with this horror music theme when appropriate. Like don't overuse it, but in certain situations like this, I think it's great editing and I thought, okay, didn't it open? It opened actually with like the world's happiest music that then faded to silence when we saw Ariana. It was like, I've still got my car driving down no, well, they, the road. Well, they said the, the sun watch keeps what shining. No, it was the watch what happens live. It was like they showed the date and it was like crackling and then horror music. And it was just talking about, like they said, do you yeah. want to get into oh, yeah. it? And Ariana and Tom said no at the same time. Uh, and we briefly saw Sheena saying that Raquel calmly told her that they'd been having an affair. Okay, you're right. And we started with the Watch What Happens Live setup. Yeah. And something in Sheena broke in that moment. But again, we will revisit that. So we cut to Ariana in her home um, with her friend and her dog, Maya. Um, again, Maya looks like she's been holding the weight of all these secrets and you know i just i feel for everyone under this roof at the moment except for tom off on the second floor with his stupid little airpods in Uh, i could not believe him like his casual energy like in his slippers with his earphones just walking around like he had every right to be there well and we found out through all the various chatter around this that he refused to leave the house he stayed in the house and they had to have a mediator coordinate things because they said you need to give her space and he said no "No, i own this house too i have every right to stay here and it's just crazy that this was months ago now and nothing has changed like ariana says they still haven't spoken to each other and they're still living in the same house that's chilling it is chilling and 
I also, I really understand um, because of what a major, what, what a major undertaking it is to go through with this divorce. I know they weren't married, but I can when, when you own a multi-million dollar house and you have your investments tied up, it's basically as complicated as a, a divorce in a lot of ways. So she's booked and busy. And this, I think would I imagine would take weeks of focused efforts and in a really both painful and kind of like exhaustive tax season from hell kind of way yeah it's interesting she says her plan is to sell the house like she said it in those words recently but like as if to say that's not his plan or they're not agreed upon that plan like well that's exactly that's the other thing is we don't know what's going on and when you both own the house together sometimes you need a mediator I I know someone who wasn't married and them and their partner split up and they had to get lawyers because they couldn't come to an agreement so yeah we have no idea what is going on but they have to be on the same page it's not just yes Tom and Raquel that have to be on the same page as you mentioned (laughs) for fuck's sake all right so enter Tom and she she mentions that he still hasn't apologized to her but he brings up the valid point that every time I try to apologize dude you just get more mad what do you he's, what? he's such a fucking creep he, yeah yeah he is yeah he's creepy that's the best way to put it and then he brings up that like she's like you haven't apologized to me for what you actually did and then he just decides to start making excuses like right away he's like well Raquel treated me with respect which is something I haven't had in a long time around here it that's not even it, he used a lot of excuses but that wasn't even an excuse that was like a dig at at Ariana that was purposefully twisting in the knife and being like well I found someone better than you yeah yeah and he just kept being like I tried you know I wanted to leave I wasn't happy and she's like yeah fuck my friend yeah totally no you had to fuck my friend yeah I'm glad you found the right decision, which was fucking my friend. <laughs> I was like, she's comedy queen. <laughs> yeah. She she used her words like a scalpel. I was so oh, proud of her. My God. I couldn't believe him when he's like, once I turned 40, I was like, this can't be the rest of my life. Like, yeah. What a what a loser who's been lying about his age the whole time. And now all of a sudden he's he's switched his tune. He's like going to use this midlife crisis thing at every possible chance he gets. And he doesn't even get how sad it is like he thinks it's like a salient point that he can use but he's like not seeing that it's actually like pathetic to be such a like weak and cliched man to still be living in the world of midlife crisis like tom you're not a 1950s husband who got married at 20 and had five kids by 25 like you're you're a loser tom you're nothing but a fucking flop washed up loser you're nothing to us and I hope he knows that in his soul no so (laughs) it's so true and he yeah he really thinks that he's saying something and what he doesn't ever seem to fully grasp is that even if let's say Ariana was a monster and she was a Bravo villain that everyone hated it still wouldn't be a good point that people would be nodding along with no 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 and and like when he when he's like, this wasn't about stroking my ego. This was not about looks. This was much deeper. Raquel and I were a support system for each other. 
she's like if you talk to me about a deep connection between you two i'm gonna throw the fuck up and he's like it's important that you know this it's like no it's no it's not like really it's like really not your deep connection and expanding on how much it meant to you that is actually not a necessary detail why yeah maybe tell your therapist sure like if that'll be helpful to you but like right now you just need to be like trying to give her some kind of like honor and respect that you denied to her in this humiliating process and he just refuses to do it like when she's like oh are you gonna see Raquel tomorrow are you guys gonna kiss and hug and talk about your deep connection he's like I don't know yeah she's like why don't you just say no You've been lying this whole time. Just keep lying. Just keep lying to spare my feelings in this one moment. Like, just be like, no, no. Like, we're we're not like that crass. Like, you know, like, and to say it's a deep connection when him and Raquel can't even agree to date, when they can't even say I am in love with you. Like, it. <laughs> it's just so sad. All yeah. this for just a cheap fuck. Yeah, breaking news. 40-year-old man cheats with a 27-year-old model and feels good in that moment. Wow, crazy Tom. He's probably the only person in that dynamic to have an experience like that. We couldn't possibly understand unless he expands upon his thoughts on it. Yeah, if he like describes his like very specific, unique struggle, I think people would really connect to that. Yeah, older um, man, younger woman, just bring getting his spark back. It's like, oh, okay. I okay, in that, yeah. yeah, that. Oh, in that in that case, you're totally justified. Yeah, and he said, I did not want to hurt you, and it made me think about this. Uh, I I don't know if it was a course I took or if it was a documentary I watched about human lie detectors and people that work for the CIA, but they mentioned when you speak in full sentences without any contractions like instead of saying I didn't want to hurt you saying I did not want to hurt you like it's like Bill Clinton like I did not have sexual relations with that woman it's like people are overthinking it and I don't think he cared about hurting her I think he wanted to hurt her like if it was conscious or subconscious like if the thought ever flashed across his mind like you know what fuck her or not like if it only like occurred to him on a very subconscious level it was there because this was the most deceitful humiliating way he could have gone about his business that's of true. any option any that's option true. that that's a good point that he's actually getting out his resentments towards her from oh, yeah. both jealousy and him putting the blame on him feeling trapped and unhappy with his life putting everything yeah. on her yeah he's like you didn't love me enough you didn't fuck me enough you didn't make me feel like a man you didn't make me feel like a rock star um and so I found someone better yeah and and you were too pathetic for me to break up with because you would kill yourself yeah it's horrendous okay and then Ariana Ariana delivers so many lines in this scene that would be an oscar-winning dialogue it's just incredible they're so genuine and from the heart and no element of it is contrived and i think everything that tom says in this entire episode is contrived except for one line which comes right after her speech but 
first she talks about how she loved him when he had nothing when he drove a 1997 honda civic as james made fun of once for his honda civic selfies and when he wore skinny jeans and combat boots and had nothing and yeah exactly she hit the nail on the head he got a little bit of fame he opened a little bar and it got to his head and he went nuts and he flew too close to the sun and she mentioned that Raquel is has no identity other than searching for an identity in men true and then that's when he digs it dude she treats me with respect like unlike you and then I love when she mimics someone hanging himself like she's like that's you right now and it's like yeah he's hanging himself with his own words and he doesn't realize and he's just digging himself further and further in but he's so he's spinning so far out of control and thinking only about his image that he's not thinking straight uh but then he says it's not about looks it's about something deeper which it's just it's like this subtle low-key way to compliment Raquel like she doesn't just have looks she also has stuff <laughs> we we comfort yeah. each other I mean he certainly doesn't go as far as to say she has depth but like yeah like he's trying to paint this picture like Ariana was a cruel shrew who harmed him and Raquel was this beautiful dewy youthful vagina that he could just like pour his tears onto and that's really how he sees the world that's really how he sees these relationships yeah he like she's like oh and you just fell for some little like fangirl that looks at you like looks up to you and is adoring towards you and you like wanted to like smell your own farts in that way you know like yeah and yeah. it's pathetic and everyone else can see how pathetic you are for needing someone to see you as a god, someone so much lesser than me and someone so much further behind in life than you to look up to you to make you feel like a man. Like, that's actually sad. And he's like, no, like, it's it's nice. Act that. After her whole speech, he says quietly to himself, like, what the hell is wrong with me? And I to me that is the one genuine moment he had in this episode just softly saying what the hell is wrong with me to himself yeah you know there's flickers of across his face like at certain times like there's just little flickers of him touching reality but then he he shuts it out he's yeah, like i mean but you have to reach for those and and it and this conversation just sets up every other conversation he has after so perfectly because he's so defensive with ariana he's so rude to her uh mean and angry at her and sh showing no remorse and then to everyone else sobbing and putting on his tom and the most extras performance like first we see him jump off the couch and scream at her in response to her saying i don't give a fuck about fucking raquel your friendship is bullshit and he's like no it's not like it was like whoa psycho take your take your fucking knocks and just sit there and take it like yeah and he can't he can't he he's he's mad at her and she expresses that she's shocked about that to her friends later but like how about her speech where she's like you're worth nothing know that feel that hear that coming from me the girl who's loved you from nine years like you are a piece of shit yeah 
Oh yeah. That's what I was going to say before was when we were talking about how pathetic it, he, it is that he needs to be worshipped as a god. It's even more pathetic given the fact that he had this incredibly supportive partner who was going to support him no matter how embarrassing his band was, no matter how poor, how many poor business decisions he made. He had someone who was going to stand by his side, but he that wasn't enough. He needed someone who would just be nodding along and being like, wow, it's Tom, thanks for teaching me about boundaries. Yeah, and like he, yeah, no, it, it was... It sent a chill down my spine when she said, I regret ever loving you because I feel the same way about like my last relationship that ended in an extremely similar situation. And we were talking about regrets in our last, like in our last Vanderpump Rules episode and like what it means to have no regrets and what it means to like when you throw away 10 years of struggle and love and growth on someone who turns out to be a liar, a cheater, a bad person, um, someone who ghosts out of your life like they were never there, someone who doesn't care for you like you thought they did, that actually is a regret, like, for me and for her, you know, yeah. it, it, it's tragic, actually. It Yes, and in her case, I mean, it's been amazing to see the world rally behind her and all the success and everything, but it doesn't matter how much love you get. It doesn't matter the Bloomingdale sponsorships, none of that. You'll still have night sweats and night terrors and you'll still be haunted by all these moments. And it's going to take so long to get to a basic level of healing from the narcissistic abuse that you endure in a relationship with someone like Tom. The way that it affects your ability to trust and to love is permanent. Like your heart changes and it just can't get to the same places that it used to when something like this happens. And that's, of course, like I, I just cried like watching Ar Ariana in this episode and how amazing she is. And then at moments I found myself feeling jealous of how much support and love she got because when I went through it, I didn't have like the sponsorships I didn't have the flowers being sent I just was alone you know like maybe I saw my friends once a week after work but like it, it wasn't at all the same and most people go through this like completely alone in life without the support of the world and it's it's yeah. really it's hard to watch your Very glow up your glow up came later but because of you being so alone you're like I'm gonna throw my entire life in the garbage and move across the country and start over <laughs> and then you met all the all the lovely people in your life including me yeah and that took and your partner took, um, your current partner mm -hmm, yeah and for me it was closer to a year for ariana it was 10 days before she met the her current partner you know so some people are a little more blessed than others but i of course don't like <laughs> i wouldn't take any of that from her i'm, I'm happy for her but it's yeah. just uh, but she's, she's a bit triggering <laughs> she's taking she's taking things slow we don't know i mean she said she's happy and having fun but it's we don't know we don't know what's going on with her but I just I just know that she's been very open about how she entered her relationship with Tom very traumatized from a past relationship and was still healing from that and now she has to reconcile with the fact that that wound never really closed it's just being picked at it has and she has to deal with the betrayal of Tom and the betrayal of Rachel and I think that there's so much in our society that's built around talking about breakups of romantic relationships but nothing really about the breakup of friendships and betrayal around that which could be yeah this, this very much a 
a just double betrayal. Yeah. It, but yeah, I think she, it can be just as painful, but it's like, you don't have the songs and the whole breakup routine, you know, to go with it. Yes. Um, it's extremely complex because of the way it happened for her. And um, yeah, the, the closer of the scene, when she says any last words before we never speak again. And Tom says, I thought we'd be together forever. I never thought this would happen. And she's like, I would have changed anything, followed you anywhere. I was 100% committed to you as of two days ago. And that's when he delivers the what is wrong with me. And then he starts crying and he's like, listen, you can think whatever you want, but we had some really good times. <laughs> it's like, oh my fucking God, not some really good times. Well, the ones like, you, the only ones you appreciated were the ones you were getting fucked up together. Like, that's literally what I would say to, like, a roommate uh, who subletted an apartment for a month, and then we got drunk twice together, and then fought, and then they left. Like, yeah. that's the kind even, of thing I would say, hey, you know what? We had some good times. <laughs> even even Schwartz was able to describe his horrific relationship with Katie as having times of heaven on earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the most romantic thing you'll ever experience. Like, we, we couldn't get that from Tom. We've seen those moments on the show, but he can't access... The depth of what he did he can't go there because yeah exactly because then it reveals what a fucking idiot he is piece of shit he is yeah, yeah. so he's just like good times good times but you know you got to do what you got to do <laughs> yeah exactly i'm a man at the end of the day oh I, I got needs speaking you know? of his needs he he thankfully lets us in about what they are on the next scene where he goes over to schwartz's <laughs> so we see schwartz and he's baby talking to the dogs and there's just something about his baby talking has been increasingly increasingly making me irate i never want to hear it again it represents to me him and his little shtick that he puts on about 
being this good guy, doing nothing wrong, getting off scot-free. And it's funny because right before we start recording, I I open up Instagram and he posts this story where he's like, hey guys, I actually got a new dog. And he's like in Australia with a kangaroo. And he's like, hey, baby, boo, boo, boo. like baby talking to him. I was like, <laughs> get up. Get <laughs> um, yeah, this is driving me fully mad. But yeah, so now this is when sandoval gets into game mode and starts to perform because i do as much as i said that he was only genuine that one line i think him being aggressive and lack of remorse all that that is also genuinely who he is yes but like i love how even for schwartz you know he's like what like they're immediately talking about the business he's sobbing in his arms so sorry they're so concerned about their future and sandoval says i wanted to tell her and every time i wanted to tell her i got this vibe that she just did not fucking want to know direct quote oh i know i know the sobbing onto tom's shoulder his sobbing in this episode veered from maybe 20% 20% real to maybe 100% fake like it, it was always some level of fake he has no dignity <laughs> like he clearly no has dignity. no fucking dignity at all it and reminded was- me of season one and two when they still used to make acting sizzle reels and it <laughs> reminds me of his bad acting from those times where he was like commander <laughs> the the enemy intruders are on their way <laughs> Sandoval's the worst actor of the cast and that's saying something for a cast full of failed actors but like I'm sorry dude I'm sorry and Sandoval or Schwartz is like I'm not gonna kick you when you're down man I get it you're the most reviled man in America you don't need it from me but like yeah I know you fucked up man you had a great plan you just didn't put it in motion he had a great plan <laughs> oh my god Schwartz, the plan? Is, Schwartz is pathetic and they only their relationship is built off of using each other and that's all it ever is yep. and all it ever will be yep yeah, and that yeah the restaurant oh my god you cheating is gonna cost us everything our yelp reviews are tanking <laughs> yeah yeah i when he said i wanted to tell her and every time i wanted to tell her i got the vibe like uh, the, his trifecta of terms are it's dipping out accountability and vibes like that is yeah. the only framework through which he can describe serious situations and he's, he's like, well, yeah. nothing's re- accountability doesn't really apply to the situation. So yeah, it was a vibe. It was a, it was a vibe, man. It was a dude. It was a fucking vibe. Yeah, and Schwartz is like, you need to make a post right now saying I wasn't involved. So like, you know, he doesn't advise him at this point to include Ariana first and foremost in that post. And then yeah. when Ariana confronts him about it later, he's just like, oh, well, you know, the partners made him do it. And like, he, you know, everyone's just freaking out, I guess. He just forgot you for a moment. But they no. both are forgetting her. Like, Well, and also the great irony is that as much as Scandival was going to fuck with their business regardless, if they actually played it smart and both at least convincingly, somewhat convincingly pretended that they cared about Ariana they might have been able to salvage it a tiny bit more. Yes. But the fact that they're like, oh, oh no, yes. the business, the business, business. It, like, shut the fuck up. Literally talk about that off camera. You yeah. dumb try to be Try to be a human being first and foremost. There was a path, a PR saving path through this. Yeah. And at every turn, they made the wrong decision. 
And you can uh-huh. hire an expert to just literally tell you exactly what to do and oh, say, yeah. I know, I, but follow their instructions. Just get them to print out cue cards, <laughs> read them before every conversation. They, they can't, that their budgets are shoestring, you know, between their Coors Light budget line and their fucking mortgages and, and their rent, dried up like, sponsorships. There are no more club bad. appearances. Yeah. yeah. And when we see Schwartz just slide down onto the hardwood floor, just just sort of collapse there, like between all the chairs and the couch and the rug, he's just like, I need to be on the floor. <laughs> like I was like, okay, he is feeling this at least. Schwartz is liquefying. He's yes. just, <laughs> he's turning into half vegetative state. Just, just withdrawn homer simpson he's yes yes he he's he's palm leafing but this time just trying to like absorb into his own floor like he he wants to be dead and yeah sandoval being like bro i'm in a relationship with no intimacy and the only time i can get off is by watching porn in the bathroom and schwartz just whispers this can't be real. <laughs> well, Schwartz, and then he and then he mentions that he can relate, and I'm like, I love Sandoval complaining about lack of intimacy because that's Schwartz's whole life, but that's his preference. <laughs> I know, I know. He's like, well, look, that's relatable, and it is like all of Sandoval's problems with the relationship, wanting to break up, not wanting to be with someone that where they never have sex. Like everyone would have fucking understood that if you had just done the right thing. Yeah, all of that actually sounds like a justifiable reason for ending a relationship of course it wasn't working for him it wasn't meeting his needs whatever like respectfully end it then with this woman who's given you everything but he's acting like ariana is someone that has set up booby traps all around the house and that if he leaves he just presses a button and he falls through the floor to his death (laughs) like yeah like there was physically no way for me to leave like she turned into a transformer and her like iron fists like you know smash the door closed that's what he's trying to convince us and schwartz like pushes back against sandoval with like his pinky finger you know like he like sandoval like goes too far even for schwartz a few times like he's like bro like when i would say i was going over to your house like all she had to do was follow me to know i didn't (laughs) and he's like well you don't want to say that, man. You don't want to put that kind of responsibility on her to have a PI on you. All she has like, to do is follow me and and like track me. What is she, Colton Underwood? She has to put something on your car and and then watch it and then watch every move. And because she didn't do that, she's a dumb, like dumb bitch who you know deserved didn't, what she got. Didn't care about the relationship. Clearly, if you're not if you're not tracking your partner, you don't care. <laughs> Did you think about that? (laughs) And Schwartz, like, even Schwartz says, like, bro, you had so many opportunities to sit down and talk to Ariana over the last eight plus months. Like, (laughs) And yeah, but Tom Sandoval says me and Raquel had to be on the same page because he shows far more respect, which he barely shows any women respect, but a little bit of respect goes towards Raquel and her needs and that they had to be on the same page. He had to respect right. her wishes. So now he's blaming her for not coming clean to Ariana, being like, well, Raquel wanted to keep fucking, what, being friends with Ariana? We saw Raquel's desperation in the last episode to get this out. Like, well, it has to be a woman's fault. So 
it, yes. it can't be all one woman's fault. <laughs> At it has least to be some, one. Sometimes uh, another woman's preferably fault. Preferably a group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So next scene, we're at Ariana's. We're surrounded by Brad and Logan. Um, her two, you know, we've got the A-team here. Uh, mm-hmm. Bre- enter Sheena and her little bucket hat that we saw many times in the TMZ photos. And Katie. Um Katie and Sheena immediately agree to a truce. The situation has is just, you know, it continues to bring peace to yeah. women, women yes, kind. Yes, yes. This is it's just trumps everything. It's like this is so serious. Like we can put aside our little wedding beef. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, like they've, they've always had beefs, little they've beefs. They've always had stupid little beefs. And it's just, yeah, no, it, it's it's a relief to see them put it aside. And of course we get the the two shot of their reactions alongside each other to each like wave of info that Ariana doles out. And it's great. It's amazing television. Like their faces are in disbelief. Well, and Katie still has to throw a little, one of them has to say something immature. Katie has to be like, the last time I saw her was at Sheena's wedding. Sorry, my vacation. (laughs) Like, let it, okay. Well, just let it go. Fully let it go. Everyone drop it for now. Um, But then we hear from Sheena and I, I know she she was very upset in this moment, but watching her have war flashbacks and describe her pushing Rachel, shoving yeah. her and running away, she was yeah. she was in that moment. She was okay. I know. I can't. Oh my god the the lingering hugs that Ariana gives to each friend in this scene literally brought tears to my eyes every time because of the history between like. Her and Katie have literally had the same life, but with two different Toms. And Sheena has been in the trenches with Raquel. Like, so like she's, they're all feeling the the complete weight of this betrayal. Like it's, it's hitting everyone. Like Sheena has been through it. Like Sheena is like the second, <laughs> the second victim in this. If I had to make a list of victims. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because she got the fucking restraining order. <laughs> Yeah, and and Tom and Logan were there at every festival and every, you know, every little event where they now have to revisit and think about oh, where yep. was Raquel where were Raquel and Tom in that moment and I know, I know. It's 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 wild and like they're like Sheena's just like what kind of person does this? And yeah. Ariana's like evil, insidious people. Yeah, it's true. Like they they're having to grapple with the fact that the people who they spent the most time with and spent the most emotional energy with are sick and and evil. Like I I mean, yeah, at first they, I really didn't want to use that word, but the more that's come out, I'm like Jesus. No, they shook hands with the devil for sure. Um, the, yeah. and 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 even though they were both adamantly defending. Raquel to Katie obviously all of that is dropped like Katie's not there's no gloating or anything in this situation it's just all of them reconciling with this um so uh Sheena has her little Elle Woods moment where she explains that legally she can't create a fist (laughs) I'm like uh it was a little little moment you know a little laugh (laughs) it was funny and I I will say I was right about this as soon like I believe Sheena that it wasn't a fist or whatever and as soon as this came out I was like I just don't see like Sheena's never punched someone she's like I'm not a puncher it's just not something I do I'm like yeah she's not she, she couldn't even not. break the penis flute she's just a little <laughs> delicate 
<laughs> delicate little lady no i know but actually i remember when this was first going down there was the rumor that they had gotten into a physical altercation i remember you saying in the group chat you're like i don't see this for sheena i'm like i i i could i could see her yeah just in i mean she, one did, she did something she did more than i thought yeah yeah it makes me wonder if i would but she sh- wasn't beating her down <laughs> no it makes to me, make it seem it makes me wonder if i would shove someone on your behalf maybe I, I yeah i don't know it's 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 i fucking wish we had the footage obviously because it's just such a weird scene that sheena's describing i'm like where are they are they in a bar are they in an alley no, are they outside I think they're they backstage of watch what happens live well she said they were having drinks after and uh, that could be at, at the place or that could be at a bar i don't know but like yeah. and then she said i i shoved her and she hit her face into a wall and i'm just like what i really well, you know, need to see like the reenactments you know that like or Asian just i take blurry security cam footage well, i take anything because i want to know yeah of course i want to know what happened there more than anything but we never will so we have to move on we're asking for 3d reenactments we're like Come yes on. <laughs> the budget was there for for the soundtrack <laughs> to this episode so you know um let's spare spare no detail um katie talks about how rachel wore the tom tom hoodie to BravoCon, the infamous BravoCon outfit which later spawned the BravoCon halloween costume from sandoval uh and she realizes that she was directing her her anger at the wrong the wrong tom and she said quietly i feel i feel ill and also i feel like i want to draw blood and i just wish that was true i really want katie to come into her full power i really feel like i watched a lot of them come into their full power in this episode but katie there's a lot of talk but at the end of the day it's she's in this washing machine endless cycle with shorts of yelling i'm done i'm done and then fighting and everything but ariana quietly saying like any last words before we never speak again i'm like yeah i yeah. that is that is how she can break shorts and that's what he deserves mm-hmm. i know and it's so interesting because i always thought of ariana as the more soft-hearted out of ariana and katie but ariana has this like inner strength that we haven't seen from katie but it's in there she just yeah she just hasn't activated it yet and i'm not saying like i'm not saying like oh i'm so strong whatever but i definitely relate to that like being very soft uh, but then it takes a lot to push me but if you push me to a point like with an ex once i've crossed it i've crossed that line i'm like you are literally dead to me like this is mm-hmm. as soon as i walk out the door like you're being blocked it's done i like that is that's the most powerful thing you can do in a lot of these situations and what sucks is that tom sandoval ruined vanderpump rules for us like he gave us the best season ever but now it's fucked because now ariana says she won't film with anyone that's friends with tom let alone tom but like if he had just broken up with her amicably and then started dating rachel we would have another season to explore those dynamics because she wouldn't have to make him dead to her yeah we might even have she might even be coming for lisa's throat as we saw in the previous um so this is the scene where ayana reveals that um they actually the night charlotte her dog died tom fucked raquel in her car and then got locked out of the house and had to ring the doorbell for ariana to go let him in pathetic oh my god sleep on the street go to a gutter and sleep there and then wait for Ariana to leave the house in the morning and then shower your disgusting dick off 
and then tell her like sleep do in not your car sleep dare. in your stupid car sleep in your garage sleep anywhere how dare you you know you you awoke her from her sleep that she needed because she was in mourning from her dog dying and you woke her up so you didn't have a key what a like in in her driveway they fucked like yeah Katie Katie calls Schwartz later on a little bitch boy, but that is the biggest little bitch boy move I could possibly imagine. They just always know how to sink lower and lower, don't they? Yeah, you know, and that's just, that's what men do a lot of the time is you really think you've hit absolute rock bottom and they just, they invent a new type of excavator that can get to like another layer of the earth and just dig deeper. Like, and that's what the Toms to somehow they bring it to you every time mm-hmm. <laughs> how mm-hmm. it's it's incredible it like almost defies the laws of physics because we're like you can't you can't go any lower and yet they continue to pull out new tricks um they've made james kennedy a, a feminist hero <laughs> the person who can't can barely go a week without calling someone a fat slut is <laughs> now the yeah the feminist icon compared to these two literally Uh, as you so much as scuff his shoes he'll call you a fat 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 dumb whore and like everyone's like james like oh my god he is the number one guy yeah his scene in this episode was the only one that made me laugh it was the best scene in the whole episode let's get to that well first uh, we end off the scene with Logan breaking the penis flute, and I enjoyed that. I also had a little laugh at that because we we've had a lot of good times with the penis flute on this show. Yeah, it's it's really you know it's it's been a main character of some party nights, so mm-hmm. it was it was it felt cathartic for me, and I also had yeah. a little laugh. Uh, I love how he's telling Sheena to do it, and she just she can't even do it, even when she's so upset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then we go to James and Allie's apartment, and James is in tears. And so many scenes with him remind me over and over of why he's truly made for TV because this is his genuine reaction. He gets so emotional, and. Mm-hmm he's really hurt like he's so sensitive and yes it's interesting because often in these sort of dynamics people are mad at the quote other woman or the mistress and it's interesting that he says that he's not he's mostly upset with sandoval because in 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 a lot of ways like i mean with raquel he's made his peace at least with the fact that she is not on his side but Sandoval, the doors were of trust were fully open. So I, I, I get that. Yeah, he said he's the definition of a backstabber. I always looked up to him. And then he does this. It's a complete waste of friendship. He threw that away. He's such a piece of shit, bro. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> weeping. Lala. Yeah. Lala saying how he hooked up with Billy Lee. Yes. And I don't know what she's how she says it. She's like no you didn't or like she just yeah she's like that case went cold and i done don't think it needs to be cold no more yeah it's like the it's like the go one episode without doing a black scent challenge <laughs> lala does not has not met that um <laughs> yeah no but, i know yeah she's like i'm sure tom has cheated a million times i'm sure he cheated with billy lee yeah. and it's like yeah true 
And then I, I love like Lala, Katie, Ali, and James. What a powerful foursome. I hope they film together lots next season. There have been many times throughout the season where we've seen brief interactions with James and Katie. And I wish that James and Katie would have leaned into that more. I feel like they can be really powerful allies. They're both totally. It's like Trax and James. Like it's a very, it's a very unstable mix. It's a very combustible mix and it could go bad very easily, but when it's good, it is so good. And they have common enemies. They're both equally volatile. Yeah. Uh, They both won't let go of a grudge. I, yeah, I want, I've wanted that and I've wanted it since I saw them interacting in Mexico, but I want them to keep going down that path. Um, But yeah, yeah, we'll see. Let's call Raquel right now. (laughs) I'm like, yes, James, thank you. And Ali's like, no. And James, like, you you guys stay silent. I want to ask her a couple of questions. God, I would love to have a slumber party with James. <laughs> I would. I, I'd so be, fun. <laughs> I'd be scared to be around him. I don't want him to call me fat. Well, like, now that I've lost a couple of pounds, hopefully we could be friends. Okay. Well, I, I, I am at risk around James, so I don't. <laughs> no, me too. I'm just kidding. But it's funny. It's just like I understand that when you're like a skinny person, like Lala, who will never be overweight, like she's just like I'm safe in this friendship because. At least I'm not fat, so he, yeah. he won't say that. Yeah, you fuck the fat man, pays your rent. <laughs> <laughs> it was just who she was with, but now she's no longer with him. Uh, so, yeah, he he delivers us. It's incredible. He it's basically like a prank call to to Rachel. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, hey, it's me. So, how do you feel about what you've done? <laughs> she's like, ah, uh, yeah, like it's been a lot. She's like, I feel really shitty now. And she's like, he's like, are you in Sandoval an item now, Raquel? No. Really? How about losing every single person that you thought liked you in Los Angeles? Yeah, well, it definitely is eye-opening. You done diddly fucked face. yourself. You done diddly fucked yourself over. <laughs> For Sandoval's dirty cock, his 40-year-old, his dirty dick. <laughs> All the people you're building friendships with, you just trashed it for like Sandoval's little cocky cock, his stinky little 40 year old cock. Seriously, Raquel. <laughs> James is, continues to bring the one liners. Incredible. I, I give him that. Oh my God, James, the last person I need to explain anything to is you. You're not the brightest chick. Let's not dilly dally around the bush. <laughs> The smartest thing you ever did was keeping this affair with Sandoval to yourself. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. I love he goes, bye. <laughs> oh, we needed we needed that moment. Oh my lord, yes. Oh, we needed that moment. Uh, because now we're going into into the swamp, as Dodie would say. <laughs> it into the swamp into like the octagon of just me fighting with the voices in my head um we go to rachel's apartment and tom walks in and they check in on each other and he says are you okay she's like i think so and he's like are you okay and he's like no and then they cheers they both cheers but then he says to being in hell and she says we don't belong in hell i'm i'm just here i'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love me <laughs> like oh she, my god. this is like 
the basically what her speech sounded like oh well when he walked into her apartment i got chills from how like comfortable he was there like yes he like takes off his hat throws it on the like a hook the dog he's like hey graham the dog like loves him you know he's just like this is his place that he goes and their hug when they nestle in each other's necks yeah 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 and like without a word they just each pour a huge double shot of brown liquor and chug a Coors Light <laughs> uh, like yeah and just, I don't actually think we belong in hell we're just two friends that started having feelings for each other no oh, not. and then he says just came out of left field when I was trying to hook you up with shorts and I was like dude you're sleeping on Ariana she's fucking amazing I don't- she's like you just called the Ariana. oh my god this freudian slip had me dead on the floor like i my skin just slithered off me and ran away i couldn't deal with it like he's he's right that ariana is amazing and he did sleep on her but it's not true about raquel <laughs> yeah he continues also as as we said that it's incredible how much they keep digging deeper in their graves it's also incredible how profoundly he's able to humiliate himself further and further oh because this isn't even i would argue that this is not even the worst that he humiliates himself in this episode which oh it's so hard to choose i that's an impossible question to me it happens later at villa rosa but that oh okay you're right you're right you're right but this was pretty bad and she's like just trying to tell him like what's been up she's like look i had to now i had to tell my mom like i'd tell my family about you and he's like your mom hates me she's like well yeah and what about your family? And he's like, they love you. And then she says, I love you too. And he's like, I said they love you. Oh. But also oh. I love you. Oh. Uh, and then they try to kiss on camera, but they can't bring themselves to. It feels too wrong. Yeah. And then we get a little confessional with little smiley face Rachel once again very relaxed and she talks about the incredible connection that they had and just how i i did not have the willpower to not see him and they were like why did you fuck sandoval and she's like i wanted to know what it would be like to have sex with someone i loved as a friend and i'd never had sex like that before and i should have left but i didn't have the willpower to not see him yeah smiling and relaxed like to say like i've never had sex like that before is so disgusting she just just cannot read the room we know that they've picked up filming again and that they're expected to rehash some of what's going on but those are inside thoughts never share those with the public their only play with this is to say it was love and they couldn't pull it off even for a month they yeah it reminds me of bachelor couples that can't make it to after the final rose they can't make it those two months yeah (laughs) just to save appearance on tv they can't even sit on the same couch and for 20 minutes and smile i know yeah but they're talking about the consequences and and they're only talking about themselves they're only using i statements Mm like oh yeah this turned out so bad uh but then she says these are the learning experiences right (laughs) when she's talking about getting punched like we see her like millimeter scratch 
and they're both acting like she's been beaten to a bloody pulp and she's like yeah sheena punched me and i'm like is this my karma like it scares me i feel so isolated i feel like i only have you my parents and my sister who have my best interest at heart and even with you it's questionable yeah and then says the obvious which is that she can't trust him because he went out on and cheated on the love of his life with her so how would i know that you're not gonna do it to me he will yeah and you even you even her with her newborn energy new to this planet energy still sees this very obvious fact yep and he's not even trying to convince her because he gives so little shits about her He's just like, yeah, I can't predict the future. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. Whatever. Like, I don't, it's not like, I get it. Like, whatever. And all he can say in the confessional is like, when I kissed her, I felt hope. Maybe I'm not washed up. Maybe my best days aren't behind me. Ew. And then the last thing we hear them say to each other's faces, if we were to do it over again, obviously I would do a lot of things over again. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right. Well, then... We go to Villa Rosa. But wait, we get the se- we get oh. the fucking placard that says after this scene, Raquel turned off her phone and was not seen or heard from for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually at that point I paused and I I looked up the criteria for antisocial personality disorder and she doesn't fit all of the criteria. And I know like whatever you're not supposed to diagnose people but i just it's interesting how just how many of them she checks off which i'm just gonna read off the list because some of them definitely not but many of them yes so physical cruelty to people or animals no consistent manipulative or exploitive behavior towards others lack of conscience or remorse for actions that negatively affect others um a disregard or contempt for authority repeated pattern of breaking the law with no regard for consequences well she broke the law of human beings um frequent outbursts of aggression no but a a pattern of of deceptive or lying behavior to their own benefit substance abuse problems which we've talked about on the pod before disregard for their own or other safety and frequent use of flattery wit and charm to gain advantages for themselves Oh, and trouble, the last one, trouble forming attachments or maintaining relationships. Well, she definitely got that one. Yeah. And I mean, and then I I think this has been said enough, but I I looked up the, again, just a little refresher of the traits of a narcissist, which I, I can just confidently say that's Tom and he checks off every single one of them. But I think we all know that and it doesn't really need to be reiterated, but just, yeah. Yeah. Someone who cares only about himself. So we go to Villa Rosa and ariana is talking to lisa lisa says none of them none of us suspected anything despite the fact that she spiked ken's drink (laughs) in the last episode (laughs) to get him to say his one line um i just wrote lisa as a traitor because this was my second time watching and i was not i had not forgiven her for her later visit with tom but yeah moment Lisa has like that this fight within herself inside every man is two wolves (laughs) and she's got the one that's like um uh, like 
feels for women and empathizes with them so much and sees herself in them and their struggle and their common struggle wants to support them and then there's this side of her that's like men are so stupid they're stupid little babies and they need to be cared for and forgiven and um it's tough for her to reconcile those two things because like she obviously she feels for ariana like lisa's not a sociopath like she when she cries with ariana i believe that she is sympathizing with her genuinely and but then she just can't help herself but to say to tom like you're not a bad person you just did bad things like you'll move on from this and well i I, i'm glad you're giving her a more generous interpretation of things i think i'm just pissed off from this episode and it's just making me think uh a more pronounced version of what I've thought many times throughout this show, which is that she's just a misogynist. She's a raging misogynist. And as much as she's like, yeah, girl power, it's like that Spice Girls kind of girl power is just like, rah, rah. (laughs) But that's how boomers had to be, you know, like, it's like, yeah, girl power. But if I have, if there's only going to be one of us, like I will slit your throat to get that spot at the table. Yeah. She always forgives the men. She always holds women to a higher standard and yeah, and, and I think that that holding to a higher standard speaks to what level of respect she ultimately... Like, I do think she respects women more than she respects men, and she expects more from women, and she sees, like, all the work that women do in the world and sees that that is objectively more valuable than the work that men do in the world. But she's been raised to, like, be, like, you have yeah. to, like, worship her, men or show your respect her, to them or something. Yeah, her unconscious bias is raging misogynist but on the surface very yeah, much she has internalized like, misogyny like yeah, I yeah. I can't it's not the same as a man who's a misogynist or a woman who's a misogynist is like I'm gonna give her more grace like yeah yeah because yeah definitely um but anyway we go we flash forward to Katie's apartment um and Schwartz comes in again baby voice he asked for a coke if he can drink a coke and it's just it's incredible how in a conflict his digestive system just completely relaxes yeah and then he cracks the course light instead he's like, like well you, i saw even, it in the fridge so <laughs> yeah even like wanting a sparkly beverage with caffeine would be too much for me in this oh moment. and how about tom walking around with his squirt cola in every single scene and just bringing it over to everyone's house and just s- sucking back his seltzer in every scene it's so bizarre is Squirt the only per- the company that's going to sponsor him? Is that why this is happening? Because he ha- he had a squirt, squirt with the- he had a squirt tour. in all the TMZ videos of him on the street. He had a squirt. He brings an open squirt in his car and then walks it to Villa Rosa. What in the name of God? What? Is- <laughs> yeah, midlife crisis indeed. Like you should have just gotten a motorcycle. Actually, he had a motorcycle. He had a little motorcycle with a sidecar, and that didn't scratch the itch. So it wasn't enough. So Schwartz, always hungry and thirsty, ready to eat a full, nice square meal. (laughs) As for Coke, they sit down and Katie's trying to get to the bottom of things. And she's so close to me. That's how I feel about her. Okay. I'm just, these are just, this is my truth. These are my raw emotions. I'll probably feel different next week. Who knows? But in, I think in her mind, she's delivering the same kind of cutting lines as Ariana, but in reality, she, she's still, there's still too much uh, warmth towards Schwartz, just too much softness. And she's prying him for answers, and he he tells one story and then quit, gaslights her a bit and then quickly switches his story. Um, but then says, 
look, I'm just a dude trying to get by in life. I got, I'm looking after my health, my wealth, my family. There's man eating crocodiles in Florida. <laughs> I know. Oh my like God. Tom Sawyer. Like what is, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I know. And when Katie says like, they're still covering for each other. They're each other's true, disgusting lovers. I'm like, well, at least she sees that. Yeah. And she's like, well, you've been his bitch boy for how many years? So like, I'm not his bitch boy. She's like, you're going to lose a lot of friends. And he's like, I don't think so. I'm just a dude trying to get by in life. It's like, he doesn't, he he's de- in denial that this is going to have consequences on him. Yeah. Or, or he just doesn't want consequences. So he's whining about like no it's like when a yeah. kid's when a kid has to go on time out and they know it's probably inevitable they're like no put yeah. up a fight first <laughs> right yeah. yeah so then we move on to the next scene we see uh some nike slides shuffling down the sidewalk and it pans up and the music at first i thought it was going to be suspenseful and dark but then it it kind of switches they they really they went all out with the the soundtrack budget for this episode um and we see on our screens kristen doty kristen herself this scene healed me it Mm -hmm. cleansed me it healed a part of humanity that was broken and i agree that this was this was like a un peace talk scene like her kooky auntie energy strolling in there just being like, oh, are you keeping your electrolytes up? Like, how's your tummy doing? I was like, oh, Kristen, when, like, when you're, you're who we need to see. I know when she said that she's having caffeine, she's like, oh, good. That means your your stomach is doing better. Like she's keeping track of like her bowel movements. You know, that's what a true yeah. friend does. Like when you're monitoring, like how many liquids are you able to, are you able to keep down food? Like, and then progress. Great. You know, that's, yeah, that's a true, like, that's a mother. <laughs> yes. Yes. And she's like, okay I need alcohol like when I think of your ex I need a drink and then Ariana's like don't you mean your ex and then they just hug and say our ex-boyfriend <laughs> and 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 like shooting stars go off like fireworks yeah. it's just like sparkle like beautiful swirling sparkly energy like I kept I, I, I was expecting something like Harry Potter like phoenix rising up from the, their hug or something like oh totally it was so cute they're smiling faces hugging like Ariana's hugs in this episode oh my god they killed me every single one like her just collapsing into lisa's arms like she just couldn't take one more step i was bawling i was like yeah she's so precious and i think that people i know this is just one moment in time so you can't judge everything from that but i just there is a ton of stigma that's put on bpd different than other mental health conditions i think where people talk about people with bpd as if basically they're like subhuman or like they're just un incapable of loving or healing and I really think that in previous seasons, it's been much talked about. She exhibited all the traits of un- unhealed, untreated BPD, but you can. She looks centered. The fact that this happened and she's showing up and is like, let's do positive things. And it's and it's from this calm place. She's in her cozy, cozy clothes. She's in her sweats and her slides. And she's like, let's write down beautiful things that we want to call in, things we want. Like she is the person that we need. And she is also showing how much growth she's had 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Which and we're talking about borderline personality disorder for those. Oh, who, it often gets confused with bipolar, but yeah. um, yeah, yeah. She, we've seen her like absolutely like a feral rat at her most unhealed, and now to see her as a beautiful mother figure was really powerful. Yeah, because if you are Ariana's friend in this instant, you have every right to be shocked, mad, screaming, but she's one of the only ones who seems very calm enough that she's like, okay, I brought all the supplies. We're going to move forward. We're going to do exactly what we need. It was incredible. Yeah, and and it was the perfect uh, energy of like, she's not shocked because she knew that this was inevitable, but she has no malice, no rubbing it in her face. Like she's so gracious when Ariana's like, I should have, I should, it shouldn't have taken me nine years to figure out, like, I, I, sh- I shouldn't have been defending him for your sake in those nine years because she, she kissed Tom when he was dating Kristen and, and Kristen's just like, oh, pish posh on me. Like, if anything, I'm sorry that you had to do me the favor of taking him away. Like, she's just so gracious. I, I, I cried. I cried in that moment. It was so beautiful. And yeah. They write down manifestations. They write down what they want to let go of and they burn it. And Kristen says, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Today is a new day. So slay we must. And I said, Kristen, get that on a James May t-shirt immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Life is beautiful. So slay we must. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Ariana thanks. just like gets it. And they're both like they, their spirits are so beautiful in that moment. And you really feel that they like have such a bright future ahead of them. And it, it, as longtime fans, that is meant a lot. Yeah. So I talked about watching the certain women in this episode ascend in that moment I watched them both that was when they had their ascent for me like they were just surrounded by warm golden light and they just rose up and yes because it was finally the full circle moment that we needed with them because even though they've had this beautiful friendship for some time Ariana it never sunk into Ariana that the kiss that they shared it wasn't an isolated incident that is who Tom is. And that was the missing piece that Kristen was trying to be like, Tom is not good enough for you. Yeah. You know, and, and in the, in the aftermath of all of this, Kristen on her podcast mentioned, she said that Ariana was fully supportive of her talking about this publicly, but the first interaction they had after Scandival, she said, Ariana cried in her arms and said, I'm sorry to her. And I like, she was like, you know, no like that's not that's not what I'm here to do like I I don't need your sorry I don't but 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 Ariana needed to feel the sorry to get it all like you know when you just have something click and then your brain like grows three sizes like that was what she needed yeah it's true yeah and she was sorry also to herself you know for believing those lies and yes this moment for them and then Sheena's final scene in the end those three women combined and their what they went through and the growth we saw it made me think of the final episode of Buffy when every woman became a slayer <laughs> yeah. it was just like this like spe- this special moment I was like you're helping to heal all of us like this is broken open something both uh, evil and more evil than we could have imagined and more good and power than we could have imagined like she like Ariana has to unpack in the scene the fact that she us weekly just had to tell her that Tom's camp issued a statement saying their relationship was one of companionship and convenience not love and romance and Kristen's able to just like 
hold space for her in that moment and be like, you had a life partnership of nine years and like, he's the piece of shit. And then they do a healing ceremony where like Ariana writes that she is ready to manifest true self-love and let go of unrequited loyalty as it no longer serves her. And it was like, yes. 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 Uh, that which I needed that strength that I got from that scene because I needed it going into the next scene where the rain is pouring down even even the weather is like on the side of like production just this whole event like everyone's got the memo pouring rain Tom (laughs) hobbles into Villa Rosa and he starts to explain himself to Lisa and he explains that obviously they were gonna say something before the reunion obviously yeah he's like we're not monsters there's there's no way we could feel like a human being having her defend us at the reunion what is the difference yeah i i know he acts like that would be crossing the line like it's not like we were gonna film the reunion i mean the last eight months yeah we were fucking but the reunion i wouldn't do that and the reunion was scheduled for a month after I guess they wrapped filming or something. So it, they makes no obviously sense. in that month they were going to say something. What do you mean? What what is different oh from God. her defending you at the reunion versus defending the rap you- party? It makes no sense. There's no difference. And but he rolls over there dressed like a fucking stupid magician with his squirt <laughs> and his white nail polish. His little oh my God, white out his. his- matte white gel nail polish like he has officially ended that trend permanently for all genders yeah the white nail polish industry cannot recover from this no no yeah and he has it just throughout the season to really cement it he never tries another color and now it's tainted but yeah he's like to lisa he's like well i didn't want to hurt her like i know ariana has a hard time trusting people and lisa's like well what's she gonna have now like are you fucking kidding me and it's just like i wish i could talk to her when she's not so angry and i might not get that chance i don't want that to be the last combo i have with her and then he starts his i don't know what to call it uh yeah in my notes i wrote lift your head up and show us those crocodile tears so i know they're <laughs> real <laughs> oh yeah his, well, you see his eyes at the end of the scene and they're dry as a bone oh yeah he, the way he's shaking again it's he's, like He's going for like, he's like, Tom, today you have to deliver the most hysterical, over-the-top crying scene that any actor's ever delivered. <laughs> yeah. If anyone is if anyone's new to the show and has not seen whichever season when he was in Peter Madrigal's short film and played, like, go and find that because the acting is the same caliber. And... Lisa Lisa does not know what to do with herself. She's like, you have to stop. You have to get a grip. <laughs> like, yeah. It seems like she's like kind of holding back a laugh, but like also disgusted. Like she's like, this guy's not, he didn't walk over to the window to do like a crying scene, did he? Like, yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Like he's in a Brit like he's in a British novel, <laughs> like lo- a love lost and for a fortnight i will not see my love like leaned up with one arm against the glass <laughs> and he's going oh god oh god <laughs> jesus well you know they say what liars do too much they always say yes too much. 
They always give and, too and much details. Yes, and also narcissists, when they want to manipulate someone into feeling for them, they'll often like cry and smash and like do a big scene. And it's it's like really over the top crying. So yeah, he's not he's not convincing anyone, but but that's why to me it's so salient that he was so rude with Ariana and then putting on the theatrics for everyone else because I think that's his true narcissism showing that he knows Ariana's a lost cause. He knows yeah. she's out the door, so it, it, whatever. He's just yeah. pissed off that he can't look good. And so with everyone else, he's like, okay, I think there's still a chance. Like Schwartz and Lisa, his two business partners, are the ones where he puts on the biggest, like, uh, uh, yeah. Oh and he get God. and he gets the furthest with them. So he's his instincts yeah. are right on that because we like Lisa's like telling him there's going to be a way through this and that they've all done bad stuff and like one day he'll maybe be forgiven, which turns out to not be true. He she says he's not a bad person. That turns out to not be true. Like all of my opinions on this have flipped completely since when, the beginning of this. When she said when Lisa says in her confessional, they've all been guilty of things. I screamed, not Ariana, Lisa. You fucking <laughs> well why i oughta i mean come on she oh. did kiss him at the golden nuggets in a pool yes three years ago. <laughs> no but <laughs> yes that that did happen but is that even worth bringing up this this brief moment in time it it's just so incomparable she does to say what... she does say not as bad as this <laughs> yeah, cause... not on this level <laughs> well let's i mean yeah this is maybe on the level of like Jack's fucking someone in front of a dying 95 year old woman like that yeah, is in that exactly. tier of it's it's in that tier but Jax maintains that that was one time so even he fucking wins out and we never thought someone would take his crown on that but anyway yeah him raw dogging faith <laughs> him raw dogging faith and while they heard a woman raw dogging Brittany while they wow. heard a woman's death rattle just next to them is yeah that is in a similar similar category yeah um but anyway i think we have to move on yeah we must move on no we got we we got to move on so next we're at the rooftop of a restaurant we have Patty, sheena her sister courtney charlie and lala and it's really funny because of you know we i you guys if you've been listening you know my feelings about lala and how i found her this season but it just really compounds how unimportant uh, not close Lala is to Ariana that she's basically on the same level of importance as like Courtney and Charlie <laughs> you know like even yeah even I would say Katie is not as close to Ariana but even she was there like the A and the B team but Lala is like not even you know in in that grouping but whatever doesn't matter um so yeah. I mean they're gonna be closer now they're gonna be closer yeah. now like well, and now also that now... the two toms are out of the way yeah and now anytime I critique her, I feel like I'm critiquing like Ocean's ability to go to college, which like, oh I'm my God, I'm in support no, of, look, oh God, Emily, don't take that too much to heart. I'm just saying like, I agreed with Schwartz when he's like, you're corny as fuck. You are a living embodiment of a sponsored Instagram post. Yeah, she is. But I'm just like, yeah, we have to forgive for the thirsty, desperate grasping for money when parents do it. So yeah, hmm? I'm yeah. Overall, I'm more pro giving us Lala than not. You know, I'm glad she's giving us Lala. <laughs> yeah, so, I'll take it. I'll take a one little bite. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a little bit of Lala. So they're chit-chatting. They're talking about how they're dressed for a funeral, basically. And they they bring up Schwartz. And Katie says he may be coming by, giggling. And to that, 
Uh, okay. What are your thoughts, Sammy? Cause I have thoughts. I would like to hear yours. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I know. I have a lot. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we also quickly get the bomb drop that the temporary restraining order has been filed against yes. Sheena yes. at this point. So she's like, I gave this person a home and paid for her apartment and she fucking takes me to court. Like what a bitch. And, um, so that's, the scene is very tense. Like the, <laughs> the vibe is off. Um, Tom Schwartz does the bare minimum by showing up and delivering a canned apology to Ariana's face. So he doesn't look like a complete coward by just sending her a bullshit text message. Um, but just at the same time, I, I, I don't know. I, I was upset with Katie for springing him on them. I, I, even if production put her up to this, I think it would be much more appropriate to say like, Ariana, are you okay with seeing Schwartz right now? Rather than just saying he's yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, sure. And and I mean, I think she does kind of give the tacit okay. Like she she could have, I think, been like, I won't speak to him. But I think she wants to and needs to hear from him in this time. Yeah. Like yeah. she they have been friends for many years. She was his groomsman, whatever, whatever. So yeah. she needs to hear what he has to say. And she has to make her own mind up about whether she thinks he's lying or not. Yeah. And so he shuffles in and goes, hey, guys. Hi, Courtney. Hi. And Ariana says, no one wants to talk to you here. So should we just go get a drink and chat? He goes, okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they sit down and he's essentially just like Tom being like, it's not about me, but our business is really hurting right now. (laughs) He's bringing Mm -hmm. up the business and talking about how hard it is for him. And I don't know if he realizes that he's trying to garner sympathy for himself uh, he brings up the little family they've built. You know, they bring up earlier in the episode, the 20 employees they have. And you know what? Fuck those partners and employees because they have an internet connection. They can watch, literally pick any random episode from any of the past nine seasons of this show. And you can see their character and what you're getting yourself into. They chose that. Yep. Yeah, and And she's just basically not letting him put any of this on her. She's like, what did he think was going to happen? Like he, he ruined your business. He put you guys in this situation. He cheated on me for eight months and he knew this was going to come out on TV. We were fucking filming a reality TV show. Oh like my God. Yeah. When, when she leaned over, I felt like she was on a throne when she said, did he think he could cheat on me and walk away unscathed? Like it was, yeah. it was like something medieval. Like totally i she, I didn't... she is a queen she has that like powerful queen regal energy and she's in that golden dress and she's just like everyone sees me for who i am for how amazing i am except for this and now he's gonna get everything that's fucking coming to him and that will rain down on you you yeah. stupid little fucker yeah when like when when, she, when she's like go ahead oh um, when she talked about Tom, um, Tom not getting away unscathed, I pictured them chat. Like I pictured Sandoval like leaving the house, and and then just like her releasing the hounds. Like as he's walking down the driveway, like to Maya being like, "Kill him," and and Maya <laughs> and Maya just mm-hmm. goes and lets out all the pain of what she had to witness and just turns on Tom. Like she's so calm, but it's so powerful. Yeah, and he doesn't realize how much like her golden light has been protecting him this whole time. And now that she's not there to give him credibility, he's going to see how cold the world can really be. 
It's the same with Sandoval. He doesn't realize that he was only cool because of his associate association with Ariana. That's the only reason why we listen to his. Well, that's who I was talking about. Who are you talking oh. about? Oh, Schwartz. Well, I mean, I guess Schwartz. Well, I think that applies to Schwartz too, in in a lot of ways, um, because Schwartz, the Toms, as much as we called them out so many times, they had their little bumbling around their little like we show up but we do our club appearances and we're goofy and we take photos with people but even now that that's not appealing anymore no and tom can't wriggle out of this one like he is he basically reveals that he knew and that's you know everyone knew it and suspected that he knew but like he he tells her and she's she's like or sorry he says you know every time i brought it up tom assured me he was handling it and she's like i'm not an it yeah. I was his ride or die, defended him to you even, trying to support him to go four days without drinking so that we could freeze embryos so that if he wanted that down the line, he'd be able to have that. I wish I didn't miss him, but what I miss is not real and I will not have mutual friends with him, so I am not your friend anymore. Whew. Powerful. Yeah, and like... And it, it's such a powerful line. And then she's crying and he's sitting there with his fingers in his mouth and his Tom Tom trucker hat just looking yeah. more and more deflated. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of thought like he had a couple lines that could have worked if he had the right delivery. Like he's like everyone's saying I'm an accomplice and like that's devastating to me. Like and if he had just leaned into this and been like, I love and respect you so much. I think what he did is so disgusting. Like, I I can't associate with him anymore. Like, I, you know, he could have changed how things went, but he's he's made his bed with Sandoval and he's going to be dying in it. Yeah. You should not support your friends, no strings attached. No, no, not for, like this is really, really bad. The level of public humiliation he's subjected Ariana to and showed no remorse. Like it's definitely enough reason to cut somebody out of your life because if he would do that to her, he's going to do that to you as soon as it's not convenient for him to be your friend and business partner anymore. And he's already betrayed you horribly by doing this this way. Well, they're like two figurines just leaned on each other and that's what's propping them both up. But it's so precarious. Mm -hmm. But he he experienced Tom Schwartz experienced all of this and then had the audacity to go on watch what happens live and tell us to give Sandoval a hug. So Yeah. I mean it's like if he does have unconditional love for Sandoval, I almost like do respect it a bit. Not respect, but like I have to like I get it. I know what it's like to unconditionally love someone and forgive someone, but it's ooh, he's he's tanking his own reputation in the process. Yeah. Yeah, they're rotted. They're too rotted to even understand how to save, shine it on and save face. Yeah. Um, so then we move on to the final scene. We're at Sheena and Brock's place. And look, okay, I, in some ways, I kind of hate that I've become a Brock apologist and I get all the issues with Brock, but I think just what has chipped away at me is just seeing how he always sticks up for Sheena and just so few people have over the years friends and romantic partners and you know he he knows that it's her battle to fight so he leaves with summer but on his way out he's like look you put us in a really tough spot and and was like yeah. i'm gonna go and i was like and i and i i respected that too and i thought it was kind of funny 
he thought like Tom Sandoval had a package in his hands and he was like what have you what do you have here and Sandoval's like oh I don't know something on your porch (laughs) and I'm like Sandoval has showed up empty-handed to every single one of his apologies except for his open can of squirt (laughs) he has not brought anyone wine flowers like any kind of show of humility or like politeness like he is he tried to hug Lisa in his wet coat and she was like uh no I don't think this occasion warrants a hug and maybe yeah. we'll never hug again actually yeah she but did no, a, I think she did hug. the British thing of making an awkward comment about the weather and then just moved on <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah so so here we are with Sheena your twin walk us through it Emily oh I thought you meant Sandoval's twin I was like <laughs> no she's your twin yeah Sheena uh- <laughs> <laughs> Sheena Shay. Um, so they she talks about how they were friends for 14 years and how much her friendship means to her and I get the people talking about how much all everyone in Ariana's life has made it about them but Sheena this is valid this is valid Sheena has experienced the death of two very close friendships in a in an intense betrayal and she is in tears about that and talking about how much Sandoval made her feel included in the early days of them knowing each other when no one else did. And he once again, he thinks that this is going to work. He's like, I've tried my I turn 40 bit on everyone. It didn't work with me. I think there's something to it. I'm going to workshop this until I get it right. So <laughs> he talks about how he has a he had a spiritual awakening at 40, which probably happened when he was on mushrooms watching the sunrise with Rachel, like for mm-hmm. A spiritual awakening. Oh my god. Uh was that in the hot tub or like after? Was it, you know? Like, um and it was just, you know, they the, Sheena delivered her iconic line where he said, you know, he had a spiritual re- awakening and he was he was going to leave her and she said, You didn't. You fucked her best friend instead. And yeah. when she said that they can't be friends anymore and that she's really going to miss him that was so powerful that was to me the most powerful thing that she could have said because it was real and it just meant to me how truly done it is Mm -hmm. yeah and and she you know she had her questions that she had to ask him like well if it's been bad for five years why'd you buy a house together he's like i thought it would bring us together it was like a band-aid but but breaking up with her, like everyone could say, oh, you should have just broken up with her. But emotionally, it was like climbing Mount Everest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Once again, like acting as if Ariana has like medieval traps set up around the house that will like oh eviscerate him. And he has to apologize to Sheena for on the phone when this all came out, when she was at Watch What Happens Live for saying, you mean nothing to me. You're barely a friend. I don't give a shit about you or how you feel about this he's true the mask fucking slipped yeah and so then he's like he's like i apologize for that like i you know you know he tries to kind of give like an apology speech but she's just like so you're telling me this is the first time you stepped out on her and he's like no it was one other time and she's just like scoffs she's like you're you're sick like you're like you're such a fucking liar yeah and she says what is a random person he says no which i think base we can all agree it pretty much alludes to billy lee Um, well no no he said her him and ariana have clarified that it's not someone who's been on the show this person who they think it is oh was it but listen the billy lee thing might be true as well 
Oh yeah. But like, he's alluding to someone that I think was even more caught with than Billy Lee. So it was it was one of the Logans. <laughs> yeah. So so but, then but we, she, we like we apparently are gonna get more revelations at the reunion. At the so reunion. For, yeah. But, uh, what more can we take at this point? Totally. And and just seeing her like conflicted, being like, look. The person I knew wouldn't do this, just like how Ariana is like, I miss him, but the person I miss is not real. Like that is one of the most devastating cognitive dissonance, heartbreaking feelings you can have of being like, I thought this love was real and it existed in my own delusions only because this person was never worthy of my love and never loved me truly. And like, she has to say like, obviously we're not friends anymore. I can't support anything you've done. I'm really going to miss you. You don't deserve any friends right now. I have to just go like make my baby dinner and like live my life and like just sobs her way out of the room. Like it was yeah. really tough to watch. Yeah. I like, I, and, and that, I, I don't know. I just, I really, it's funny you say, okay, like, I know you're joking that she's my twin, but like, I, I just really identified with that moment. And, you know, I was just talking to someone about like illness and death and like when someone passes away you kind of like certain people can like fall like basically it just shows who your real friends are and a lot of people like lose someone in that wake and 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 I had that with someone where like it was like they've they've been in my life for decades and they were just being very hurtful and I was like I had this like moment it was almost this moment of peace where I'm like I am so sad I will miss them I am done and I'm never going back and it, it took like I think way too much to put like I should have done that earlier but it was just like it was like this moment of calm clarity peace through the sadness of being like I am done now yeah yeah like when you realize like fuck I have self-worth I have standards I have some things that I can expect from people and that's okay and if they don't they can't give that like we should just part and Sandoval could have fucking had so many respectful endings yeah and and she I mean she just talked in her Sheena in her most recent podcast about how she's like this has made me not feel like I can't trust anyone it's made me feel jumpy about every single relationship of course um, and she she had to question Brock because of those rumors yes Brock all of her friendships she's like I feel like I can't sleep at night I I don't know she's like I knew exactly who Raquel was I don't know who Rachel is and I don't understand and that is scary yes to 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 have someone she was like a snake that they were like breastfeeding basically like they like took her in and were like you're just a baby and we'll take care of you and we'll build you up and we'll teach you about friendship and love and bonds and then to have someone like that actually be causing your downfall and stabbing you in the back is so fucking scary yeah and she ran off crying and covering her face and it was just such a real moment and that's when you know like it was it was so real because when people know that when they're on a reality show and they cry openly, it, it's a great scene. It's a great TV, you know, giving your ugly cry face. But when she, she just had her hands in her face and just tried to dart off, like, it was like, no, I need to get away. I need, I'm so yeah. overwhelmed right now. Yeah. Like, I don't, e I don't even want to do this for the cameras. Like, I just can't. And because it must be so weird putting together, like, you're like, I've heard that my friend did this, but it's unthinkable. 
So I'm going to see them and we're going to talk it out. And then you see them and then you're like, I'm sick. Like you did this. Like you really fucking did this. Because of the history that you have with someone like that, it's like you're holding out hope. You're like, it's impossible, but maybe they'll offer up something that will somehow redeem this that I don't know about. Yes. And and let me try to understand like what happened here because I can't understand. Yeah. And when that happens, when that final thing happens, it's like, okay, well now you can't live in any more denial. There's nothing left. It truly is done. And all your worst fears have been confirmed. And now you just have to mourn that. Yeah. Like we'll never get another like booze cruise scene with the whole crew. We'll never get another dumpling scene of the two. Like it's, there's so much to mourn. And like when Ariana said on watch what happens live, She's so strong for going on and doing that, by the way. Like, I could never, I could never fucking give a live reaction in a fierce cat suit to my breakup. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's funny. And I feel like, okay, I'm not, tr- I feel like this is me trying to, like, this is like a pick me girl kind of thing. Cause I'm not like, I would put on a cat suit, but I, I actually, <laughs> I remember, um, I think this was after my first breakup. I remember going shopping and getting all these like tight revealing clothes and the woman was like what are you looking for I was like I'm looking for clothes that will make my ex feel bad about his decisions in his life she was like I love this let's go and I was so excited yeah totally and and this was when American Apparel was big like all these like body suits and yeah I mean I only relate to the witches of WeHo and their utter and complete messiness and like (laughs) there's like the lover will suffer Yes, like there's like the pick me side of like Ariana, Sheena, Lisa, and there's like, and Raquel formerly. And then there's like the side of like, I am a problematic, fucked up, crazy bitch. And like, I will never hide that. (laughs) But like, I could never get through it without sobbing. She was so strong for that. But she talked about like, she's like, I try to stay, you know, in my anger. So I can't like feel so sick and so like heartbroken. But there was an edit on TikTok that came up on my for you page that like had me feeling really emo and it came up on my page too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna post it so people can because <laughs> I, I watched it and I cried because it is like we the audience have seen their entire 10-year relationship from its birth to like even those beautiful moments between them at the Richella engagement which was so recent of them being like this like you know what we do see a future with marriage and kids after all the struggles like of us deciding on that because like we choose each other and like and now this and that's dead that is all wasted and it's sad I know I know (laughs) and when when I ran into her in January like she was with brad and like logan and was like talking about like them a lot and like mentioned tom and i was like this is your like crew and but like the core member it's like no matter how close your friends are when you have a life partner who is like as close as a spouse it's like that is your baseline that's your default you're basically like one person in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Yep, she she was willing to do whatever it took to make it work, and, and I love he does this. And I love actually, I, I, just to go back to the episode, the part with Sheena where he t- he's like, first of all, fuck 
fucking fuck Tom for the bringing up like, oh, Ariana said she would kill herself, which I don't even, I'm like, fuck you. Um, and yeah, also, I'd like to hear that clarified by Ariana yeah, herself. I, truly. And also like, because he's lied about everything else. So like, you know, I could, and like you and I, like you, me and Ariana, we're all depressive people and we make so many grim jokes and also make comments like, we're, but that's just how we talk. That's just how we see the world. We're not like glass half full people. No. And, and like, fuck knows I've been suicidal many times in my life. And like, I believe that she probably was based on what we've seen, like her being very open about, like, she's like, I want to leave my life. I want to end my life. Like she said all that on camera. So yeah. like, I don't, I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility that she's like, imagine I lost like the only thing in my life. Like I would really feel like I had nothing to live for, but, but he knew that he was hurting and then he's like well also breaking up would hurt her and i don't want to hurt her and sheena made just was such a the the salient point that no you call her brother you call her closest friends we're also your closest yeah, friends absolutely you, rally them around. you make sure everyone's there as a support system and you you do it with compassion if he had broken up with her with compassion she would not have killed herself no, like, but but if you are genuinely concerned about that, you call nine one one. Like that is, yeah, uh, that that is it, like, if that's something that you're scared of, but it, it's something that I don't believe him that he was scared of it. No, because also, I, and I don't believe that Ariana did this in a manipulative way, but this is a thing that people will do in a very manipulative way. Use that strategically. Like often, men will trap women in situations and and threaten that. Like, and mm -hmm. and it's it's like a grain of truth and a grain of like I, you can't or all this will be on you like total you know twisting everything around yeah but I don't believe his painting of her as this like unhinged and manipulative and yeah fucked up person like we've seen how strong she is we've seen like all the support she has around her and it just doesn't hold water it's just not believable plus he's not empathetic so I don't think that would be a reason for him not to do it I think he just wanted to have his cake and eat it too yeah because yeah that exactly um so they all they all ascend you know I'm talking about all the women that ascend uh so did Anne-Marie in that episode wherever she is you know yes and I hope that's not the last we hear of Anne Marie, but maybe it is maybe this is what they were talking about that they just like he confirms like well, ariana Anne knew about that the whole time and she's like yes i did know about that the whole time well Anne Marie has been like probably humiliated and raked through the coals you know for her one appearance on vanderpump rules so i'm i would imagine she wouldn't want to be back on it no i know but like yeah i know and it's such a it's such a boring end to the story to hear ariana on watch what happens live be like yeah i knew that they fucked it was before we were exclusive and I thought it would make Tom look bad. So I just helped him cover it up. It's like, oh man, yeah. like, it so you're not, you're, you're a pretty good liar yourself. Like, you know, you had well, Sheena believe in it. It's not that that didn't happen, but that you believed it didn't happen. Yeah. I, I get as much as I am a real crier, like I, there are certain, there's moments like that, that I would want to be stoic. Cause I wouldn't want them to like see my tears. And there's certain things that I would want to work out in private. Um, like Schwartz said, they had an unspoken contract to not humiliate each other. I love how he said that to Katie as if it was like this special thing that they had. I'm like, Schwartz, that is the contract that humanity has with each other when you're in a, like, 
they had this Schwartz has betrayed the human contract so many times. Yes. They had this thing where they wouldn't humiliate each other in public on TV or or behind closed doors. I'm like, not like us, bub. Like, you know me. Whenever I want to say something, I just I'll just dump a beer on your head. And I'll yeah. just tell you that you're a whiny bitch and I hate the sound of your voice. <laughs> yeah. That I've never been less attracted to you in my life. Like, yeah, that to him it's this novel thing. Well, they didn't do that because they have this thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of their thing. <laughs> yeah. It's those open relationship rumors. It's that like she would, she's going to protect his, like Hillary Clinton, you know, like stand by her man, but she's turned out to not feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wish we could end this on a positive note, but it's just, this is really taken out of both of us. And that's our truth. Yeah. And like, let's spill our feelings in the discord if you're in it. Um, Oh yeah. The discord, if anyone has listened this far, the discord is open to anyone who's on Patreon. Um, we had a we have a Vanderpump Rules channel. It's all for that. And yeah, that's it. We will be back with more coverage until this is over. Yeah. And for now, au revoir. Au revoir, mes amours. Bye. This podcast is produced by me, Emily Rose, hosted by the Sonar Network and edited by Solomon Krauss and Lack. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a five-star review. See you next week. Au revoir, mes amours. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 